Come on. Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Shanna Bell. Shanna, are you ready to do this? Let's do this, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Shanna is a health and wealth writer, a holistic health and wealth advisor, and founder of Adaptive Nutrition. And I'm excited to have you on. Shanna, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, George. Uh, My personal life is uh, interesting. Uh, We have a blended family of five kids, um, two of which were mine from my first marriage, three of which were his from his first marriage, none together because five is sufficient. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So that makes finances interesting over here, along with everything else. Uh, So we have five kids in four different schools. um, So let the good times ensue. But we... (laughs) Uh, we make it work, and, you know, we all have a good time most of the time. We're not making the kids do, you know, yard work or clean their rooms or do homework um, or eat things they don't want, such as life. So um, that's uh, that's pretty much my home life. Um, I like to run and bike and hike and do yoga, and um, we play a lot of disc golf. So that's we like to spend a lot of time outside whenever possible. Nice. Yeah, try to stay healthy and balanced. Out, outside helps with that, I've found. At least for me. Um, so we make the kids go outside too, which helps with the digital media problem sometimes. Mm. Um, we have some preteens, so that's an issue. Uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, just wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as for my work, I'm a, um, I'm a health and wealth coach, a holistic health advisor, health and wealth uh, writer. So my area of focus primarily is health and wealth. Uh, I have a master's degree in nutrition. And I went to school for that because I've had celiac disease since 1986. So um, food and health has been a part of my life, whether I wanted it to be or not, since I was a young child. Uh, So it just made sense that I naturally went that direction. Um, But as a byproduct, finance has been a large portion of my life because if you know anything about gluten-free food now, which is more of a bigger thing, it is ridiculously expensive. Um, So I've kind of just always lived in the health and wealth realm and decided that it would make sense for me to help other people in the same genre. Um, so that's what I do. I focus, I focus mostly on people who are having health issues, um, on the health aspect side, but with the the finance side, I'm usually helping people with a lot of different things, but it's mostly personal finance. A lot of it is helping them try and figure out how they can make their grocery budget work, uh, with either individually or with family. Um, Common misconception is that, you know, these specialty foods, gluten-free, organic, paleo, uh, super green foods, um, omega-3s, all of the diabetic, you know, food for diabetics, all of these foods are so expensive that nobody can afford it. And in reality, that's not true. Um, I, I know from personal experience because I've been doing it for a long time, but I also was on food stamps with uh, my two kids when I was a single parent and still was able to eat gluten-free, organic, and low-sodium, and vegetarian um, on food stamps very well. So if I can do it, then I feel like anyone can do it, and that's kind of where I fit in. I help people figure that out. 
Awesome. And I very much appreciate you sharing that personal story with us. So thank you for that. And you mentioned that you have been dealing with celiac for for quite some time. And I have to imagine that that was not a very well-diagnosed thing. No, it it was not. I was one of the early children diagnosed in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, So most people didn't know that I had it. And for the most part, I didn't tell people that I had it. uh, Because when I did, nobody knew what that meant. Um, And it really just made my life more difficult to try and explain it. So I just learned how to, I, I, with the help of the set of doctors we had in California and my parents, because at the, at the time I was six, um, I just figured out how to read labels and called manufacturers. And I knew what was gluten-free and what wasn't gluten-free based on the ingredients. And so <laughs> I teach a lot about that also. And my son has celiac, so he's learned from an early age to read labels as opposed to, to read the actual ingredients as opposed to the marketing labels because whether or not we like it, a lot of those are still incorrect. Right. I found quite a few products that are labeled gluten-free that have wheat in there. Um, so I teach my clients to read the actual ingredients and not just the marketing labels. Got it. Yeah. And I, I just have to ask, are you glad or sad that gluten is uh, on the tips of everyone's tongues, tongues these days? Oh, I actually was just talking to somebody about this. It's a catch-22. I actually have an article about this as well. It's a catch-22. Um, for me, it's, I like it to a degree because I have more options. Right. I now have gluten-free beer. Yay. I did not have that in college and gluten-free pizza. Thank you very much. <laughs> not Kiss that I live them, <laughs> I never had that. I mean, can you imagine going through college and everyone's eating ramen and here. Not that that's a good diet. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying we all know that's what happens. And you're the only one who can't eat any of that. And you're trying to make a salad in your dorm room. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it was for me. So now it's a lot easier, but it's also a lot harder because I have worked in the food and beverage industry for about 20 years. So I understand the back end of how it works. And unfortunately, I understand that there are also a lot of people that, I hate to say, abuse the craze. But they kind of abuse the craze and they come in and make a big deal out of being gluten free. And then I'll see them eating a whole basket of regular rolls full of wheat. Um, And so that actually makes it harder for those of us who have celiac or allergies or intolerances, because if we really can't have it, it's a life threatening thing. A lot of servers and restaurants are kind of desensitized to it because they've seen too many people who don't actually have an issue with it saying that they do and then going ahead and eating stuff with wheat in it. Got it. So, well, I can certainly that. see where that would be a frustrating thing, so I appreciate that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Got it. Well, there's one thing that you, you mentioned sort of right off the top that you work with people on, um, and it strikes me as being a very, very practical thing, and that was actually helping people make budgets work. Because it's probably, yes. talk about your experience getting people to, number one, put a budget together, but then to actually have it work. Well, that's the, that's the difficult part when there's two people involved. Sometimes it's easier when there's one because you don't have to collaborate or get somebody else on board. Um, but then you're also the only one held accountable. So another catch-22. Um, really, when you're trying to get people involved with a budget, it's what I try to start with is what their end goal is. I want to know what their, where do they want to be in five years. What's their end goal of trying to have a budget? Is it trying to get out of debt? 
Is it trying to save money for retirement? Are you trying to do something with this potential extra money, like go on a vacation or, you know, buy investment properties? What's your goal? Because I've found it's easier for people to create a budget and stay on it if they have a goal and if there's two people, if it's a common goal. So communication is important. Um, yeah, I think so that, that definitely makes all the sense in the world. If you're just putting together a budget for the sake of putting together a budget, I do not think that you're going to be very successful with it because it's not necessarily the most fun thing in the world to, to actually live within a budget. Uh, yes and no. I, I guess it depends on your mindset. I, I have had the, I created a budget spreadsheet for myself back in 2004. And I'm actually getting ready to release it on uh, my site as a free download. And then there's a new website, a new site that um, a friend of mine in the finance space, Kayla Sloan, and I are creating that we're launching in May called Cashwise XYs, which is for people thinking about going through divorce, going through it, or just on the other side of it and trying to help them figure out their finances um, because that's scary. So we're going to release it on there also. But the, the budget spreadsheet for me has always been kind of fun. Uh, because I can I can really see the real hard numbers and see where I have where I've screwed up and where I've done well. Um, and you know when I'm doing really well on the grocery budget for a month, I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And then you know it's I get excited about it, which I know sounds kind of nerdy, but I do because <laughs> that means I can use that money somewhere else for something else that I really want to do as opposed to just groceries. Um, you know, groceries are a need and not necessarily a want, depending on what you're buying. Um, so I can use that money somewhere else, and I like that because then that means that maybe I can go on vacation or I can take you know my kids away for a weekend or I can put more money towards an investment property or what have you. Um, so I'm excited about budgets, um, but not everybody is. I get it. Yeah, and I completely agree that once you appreciate and I guess understand the value of it, that it does become empowering because you can see how you'll have new opportunities to do more experiential things if, if, if you want, kind of like you said, it's going on vacation, whatever. Um, but it is all in how you look at it. So the perspective yeah, piece or is so buying things, you know, you have to figure out what your currency is. Everyone's currency is different. So the budget is really for what your currency is, whether it's experiences or, you know, things or household or, um, what have you. But, you know, the, the better you do with a budget, the more freedom you have. That's really what it grants you. It grants you freedom. So then do what you want with it. Got it. Awesome stuff right there. I think that – let me take a big step back. And okay. we just started started talking about budgets. And when I say we, I, I ask you the question about it. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's my fault for getting us down this path. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, not at all. And that's – so there's this great quote um, – that I've probably been using too much lately, it says that there are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one who's striking at the root. And for, for me, so much of the financial and even dietary stuff that's out there on the internet or on TV is just talking about hacking at the branches. So it's just talking about the symptoms and it's kind of pithy mm -hmm. stuff that's not really getting down to the core of the problem. So from your experience or how do you help people step up from behind themselves and actually have real conversations about what the core of the problem is with money or food? Well, a lot of times they're, a lot of times they're tied together. And so what I, what I'm really trying to do is figure out what's driving the current behaviors or symptoms. Um, as a holistic health advisor, usually, 
you know, when, you, when you're in the holistic realm, you're usually trying to figure out what the root of the problem is, not just the symptoms. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out if there is fear involved. And a lot of times, especially with money, there is, or, you know, it's, it goes back to their childhood or they've been poor for it before and they don't want to be poor again. You have to figure out what, what the fear is. And that really comes with trust and people have to trust the person that they're talking to, you know, in this case, me and know that my ultimate goal is to help them help themselves. So I'm not here to, to judge them. I'm not here to chastise them. I'm, I'm here to help them figure out how they want to live their best life. And a lot of times how you have to figure that out is you have to figure out what's stopping you, what's your blockage. Um, and that happens with health a lot too. Not saying there aren't genetic issues, um, you know, or other things, but a lot of times it is some other, some other block, some lifelong thing that you've been doing that you haven't necessarily realized or uh, faced yet. Got it. And that certainly makes sense to me. So it's just, obviously, trust needs to be established. Otherwise, people aren't going to open up and share that with you. But mm-hmm. then it's just a matter of it's exploring exploring how they grew up. It's exploring their past, their their behaviors. Is it certain habits? It's all those things. Mm-hmm. And what drives them? What's their driving motivator in life? What really makes them happy? What do they really want? So it's the past and the future. It's all of it. You know, who are they? Um, that, that determines a lot about your health and wealth. You know, it's not, it's not just what people think it is. It's not just what you eat. It's not just, you know, how, your level of exercise. It's not just your level of stress. It's not just your level of fear. It's not just your level of sleep. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. It could be, it could be a multitude of things, or it could just be one thing. And you really don't know until you dive into it. Got it. So for people who are listening... Aside from just the obvious answer of they should reach out to you, which I definitely encourage them to do, but they're interested in, in making positive changes in their lives. In let's just say that maybe they're they're overweight and they're they're lethargic and they're maybe not financially where they want to be. How would you recommend that they get started changing that? Well, I would recommend that they uh, get started by you know reaching out to reaching out to me. Um, you can, I've got a lot of articles on my website also, so there's a plenty of different topics uh, regarding health and wealth. If there's anything there that you know strikes their fancy, depending on what's going on with them and their life, um, and I, I do a free consult, so I'm more than happy to speak to any of your listeners that are having issues that want to potentially get started and just kind of go through some things and see if, if we might be able to help them out. Um, because ultimately I just want everyone to be healthier and wealthier. I mean, that's what we all want. So, um, you know, I always do the best that I can for everyone. Um, so yeah, definitely check out my website, um, adaptivenourishment.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and, um, what else? Facebook, um, Pinterest, Instagram. And then there is a new site that we're starting that is specifically for people who are going through a split to help with finances because, um, Finances, when you're thinking about divorce or going through it, are difficult, um, and that includes your that includes your health. It definitely it definitely affects your health. Um, so that one will be launched in the next few weeks. That's CashWiseXWives.com. Talking about let, let's let, let's come full circle and, and and get back to the budget piece. We we have a little bit of time left. Um, this common misconception that eating healthy is is not a possible or, or that it's too expensive. Are there little things that you found that people can start doing to to change that? I yes, um, 
one of the big things that we do is we we keep a lot of staples in our house and we don't like most people do we do not meal plan um to each their own we're both chefs so we don't meal plan because we're very good at making up stuff on the fly Um, but I, i understand not a lot of people are that way so if you're not good at making up stuff on the fly then meal planning is a good way to do that to make sure that you have enough food for the week but staples are a fantastic thing rice is great but i don't mean white rice um there's so many different types of rice, kind of like potatoes and carrots. They're all starting to come out more in the Western world. We just kind of forgot about their existence. <laughs> and, I mean, we, they didn't go anywhere. We just forgot. <laughs> um, so we usually keep a lot of different types of rice, like uh, purple rice, black rice, red rice, pink rice, uh, wild rice. And because it doesn't take long to cook it, and you can add a whole bunch of different seasonings to it, and you can make so many different meals with rice. Same thing with pasta. Um, you know, same thing with uh, potatoes and, you know, just a lot of the staples that don't cost a lot of money. If you keep them around, you can easily make a multitude of different meals that don't cost a whole lot. And I don't just mean mac and cheese in a box. <laughs> <laughs> or ramen. I'm not talking about that. Um, frozen fruits and vegetables are a good way if um, you don't have access to a lot of the fresh stuff that's in season because the fresh stuff in season is going to be cheaper than if you're trying to get it fresh when it's out of season. Um, so there's nothing wrong with frozen. Smoothies are great. They're not that expensive to make, and it's pretty much a meal, especially if you throw some protein powder in there and some ground flaxseed or some super green food powder. Um, that works for the kids really well, too. So that's a, t- that's a tip if you have kids and they don't want to eat fruits or vegetables. Um, Just blend it all up. Blend it all up. Yeah, and they love it. They lo- and if and if they're really picky, we have one that only likes chocolate. I put chocolate protein powder in there and a little bit of chocolate almond milk. She digs it. <laughs> I love it. She'll drink the whole thing. I don't like doing that very often because of the chocolate. But every now and then, if I have to get some in her, I'll just do right. it that way. I love um, it. Yeah. So the other thing is um, we like apps. We use a lot of different apps, and we check the sales um, ahead of time. We do a big grocery shop twice a month. So any, everything in between is just minor um, fill-ins if you're running out of perishable goods and that really helps um with our family of seven our budget's 800 months and that includes alcohol um so i feel like that's pretty good i would i would like to get it down to 700 a month and we've done that a couple months but it's difficult with two almost 13 year old boys that eat everything <laughs> yeah i would think that, that would be impossible so kudos to you on that thank you excellent well, Shauna, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I would say if you are trying to get healthier and wealthier, then setting a budget, if you have not done one, is a great idea. Whether you use one that's out there already, uh, mine or somebody else's, there are a plentiful um, amount of them out there on the Internet. And a lot of them are free. Or you can create your own, whatever works best for you. I think that's a it's a good way for you to just take a snapshot look if you've done it for a couple of months of your finances and what you really have going on. Uh, if you haven't done it, I think you'd be surprised, especially with the food. A lot of people think they're doing really good with their food budget, and then once they start actually keeping a budget and logging everything, and I mean every penny, everything, you'll actually see what you're spending, and most of the time it's surprising how much you're spending on stuff that you aren't necessarily eating or you're throwing away. Um, so I think that's a good place to start. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you for that. 
Shanna, and I've been, I think that I mispronounced your name. We were talking about this right at the beginning. It's Shanna, for gosh sakes, George. Yes. Thank you again. And I again. Won't, call, won't call you Greg, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for coming on. Um, you, you mentioned a couple places where people can find you, but tell us your website again. It is uh, www.adaptivenourishment.com. And the other one, starting in a couple of weeks, is www.cashwisexwives.com. Cashwisexwives.com. Nice. Yep. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Shanna your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Shanna. Thank you, George. I appreciate you having me on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!